0: Welcome to the Fit People Problems podcast with your host, Rowan Edmonds. Fit People Problems will feature a guest each week to discuss the ups and downs of women's fitness. Rowan and her guests will cover topics from the potential harms of a fitness journey to turning a passion into a career. Tune in every Monday at 1. And now, here's your host, Rowan Edmonds.
1: Welcome to episode two of the Fit People Problems podcast. Today, I am here with my roommates, Samantha Carvalho and Madison Gott. Samantha, hey! How are you guys doing? Good, how are you? A little, little sleepy? Tastic.
2: It's a rainy day outside, but what it can is. you do?
1: It is. It's nasty weather outside. Um, But yeah, so today we are going to be discussing... Discussing? discussing? disgusting, <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> We're going to be discussing athletic environments and how they shape your perspective of fitness. So... Last week, our listeners got a view of my life growing up with fitness. So, Sam and Madison, why don't you guys give us a little tidbit side note. If you hear a camera shutter, it's because our other friend Hannah is in here taking pictures. Thank you, Hannah, for that. You can go check him out on our Instagram. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Sam and Madison, why don't you guys give me and our listeners a little tidbit overview of your life growing up? Sam, you want to go first? Sure. So... I guess my fitness journey really
0: began my freshman year of high school. I joined the track team as a sprinter. Um, Boy, oh boy, was that a mistake. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But then it led me to really enjoy running. So I did a summer league. It was like a private um, team, and I got to compete for USATF. It was very intense training. I didn't know that. Yeah. It actually is what got me into cross country and what made me a middle to long distance athlete. Um, Mm -hmm. And then it's kind of what brought me to Piedmont altogether is I was recruited to run here and at other schools, but um, what kind of just brought me to Piedmont was just the small environment and I just like the, I don't know, I just really enjoyed the small town vibe so, fair, fair fitting. Yeah. And then I quit the team my junior year. Just there's a whole lot to unpack there. We can unpack it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh I quit my junior year and then I just started kind of getting into lifting. Mm-hmm. I've kind of been like like not so good about it lately just cuz of capstone,
1: but fair, very very time consuming. But yeah, that's kind of
0: my an overview of my whole little fitness journey. Fantastic,
2: what Madison? You, Madison. What about you? Uh, mine's kind of similar, but also somehow very different. <laughs> uh, and by the way, Sam and I both ran on on the same team. We when, did when we got to college. Yes, they both ran briefly, cross very briefly.
1: We're, we've all run cross country at some point. I ran in high school. Yeah. So we've all we all know the pains of shen splints or something I don't uh, know. yes
2: well we'll get into that yeah, too. Anyway. injuries are a whole nother thing to unpack, oh, yeah, but anyway in terms of my fitness journey um i never thought in my life i would say i would even have a fitness journey because my mom when i was a kid would make me play sports and stuff but i never really enjoyed them like when i played mm-hmm. softball i would draw in the dirt when i played <laughs> soccer i would just say bench me coach <laughs> so uh, when i got to high school my freshman year Uh, I was, like, running in gym class, and my coach was like, yo, are you on a running team? And I was like, no, I'm on, like, I'm the president of book club. He said, said, we have a book club. (laughs) Anyway, so from there, uh, I kind of had to figure out, you know, what running was. So I I started out, I didn't start out sprinting like Sam. My freshman year, I started as a long distance, and then I slowly made my way to middle distance, like 800 Mm -hmm. um, mile at the most. Uh, I did run cross-country, but I did love track so much more than cross-country, just a personal preference. And then I actually did not want to run in college for a various uh, amount of reasons. Mm -hmm. And again, we can get into that later. But uh, and I got to college and I walked on. And ironically, the same thing that happened with my coach in high school happened here. Uh, Coach Jimison, a wonderful coach here at Piedmont, uh, was like, are you a runner? I was running in at school with one of my friends and mm-hmm. and I said not anymore <laughs> and he said well you should definitely think about it and uh and so I did it I just uh, went for it so I, I did run here briefly mm-hmm. at Piedmont and then uh due to some injuries uh and also just uh, other personal reasons mm-hmm. I I did stop running for Piedmont uh and again it was a very very brief portion of my life but that that is a uh, I guess, the abridged version at this point of my fitness journey. I got you. I got you. So do you guys still
1: run? Yes. I know you do, Madison. You came back from a run, like, early yesterday morning. I was, like, I just crawling out of bed, not even awake. I'm, like, you just went for a run? What? It was cold, but. You're a crazy girl.
2: I, <laughs> so, okay. And that, that kind of brings us to, um, like, why we run, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, personally, for me, um, it wasn't this at first, because I really was just trying to figure out what running was and, and how to do it mm-hmm. uh, and all the mechanics behind it and mental toughness and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. But uh, once I, I did fall in love with it, it, it took a while, but I did eventually fall in love with it. Uh, and. It really just is a stress reliever for me. Uh, it keeps mm-hmm. me sane. Uh, it, it helps me a lot in my mental health. Um, like if I'm having a bad day or if like, something is just going absolutely, totally wrong, uh, run. <laughs>
1: yeah, I get yeah,
2: that. I, I That was how I used to look at it too. But
1: like I mentioned last week, I think I tore my meniscus in high school. And then I was actually in the middle of a race, like my sophomore or junior year of high school, and I tore my Achilles. And I remember my coach was like kind of in like he was in – the what's it called the route that we were running and he saw me just kind of like hobbling he was like brush it off it's fine i know he, no, no literally he was like are you good and i was like i think i did something to my achilles i can't like fully like range yeah. of motion and it hurts so bad he was like okay why don't you stop and i was like no and i kept going which was a terrible idea but everyone called me viking girl after that and <laughs> i it stuck with me so you know what experiences do you guys have with like I guess similar moments like that where it's just like you got to push through and do stuff and like injuries.
2: that. Injuries? Like mm-hmm. are you ta- are you talking like push through just in general or push through an injury? Cuz that's a whole different story.
1: I guess in general like that was a mental and a physical thing which I should not have done.
0: Yeah, running is definitely a combination of both things. Yeah. <laughs> so I know for me just if if I was doing a workout that I found was pretty difficult and you know coach Jemison was really good about um like preparing us he'd be like okay this workout like your paces are set higher than normal it's, it's gonna hurt it's gonna be painful <laughs> but you just gotta get I'm here it. for you you don't have to hit these times don't feel bad if you don't it's it's fine but I would try and there are a lot of times where the workouts I would be in the middle I'd just be like I'd be running and then uh just you
2: it would be, you're going to die?
0: Yes, it would be <laughs> a like whole bunch of just pain and burning throughout your whole body. It, mm-hmm. I don't feel it in just my legs. And then whenever I would finish a rep, I would, like, just throw myself over <laughs> the finish line, <laughs> just right in front of Coach onto the grass. And I'm like, Coach, I can't do it. And he's like, I'm proud of you. And then that would <laughs> be it. Yeah, I know. He's so great. But injury-wise, it's a little bit harder to it's push so through. Hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's like i like madison and i actually have very similar injuries, injuries. Mm-hmm. Hey, we both buddies. have <laughs> if you don't mind me saying oh yeah go for it um we both have it band syndrome mm. yeah. which basically what that is is there's a tendon in your hip that root that roots around your iliac crest in your hip uh, and then that? it goes all <laughs> the way down to your and it ties into your knee it's where a lot of knee pain is rooted from—is IT band syndrome. Do you want me to do the English version of that? Right syndrome? here. Yes, please. Sorry,
2: that was like <laughs> right, very scientific. For, so So, uh, Sam also came in as an exercise science major, so it makes sense. Oh yeah, no, she used to be all science. Now she's graphic design. To okay. to dumb it down a little, uh, IT band syndrome is uh, a pain in the butt. Uh, literally. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Um, but <laughs> yeah, kind of. It goes from your hip and wraps wraps around like your thigh, and then it ru- so it's actually tissue. Fun fact, and mm-hmm. it runs down uh, to your knee, and so. You could have either hip or knee or both pain due to it and it also just it just there's so much pain and it's really hard to stretch it it's really Mm -hmm. hard to um fix it uh i also have had uh, bursitis which it kind of comes in tandem with Mm -hmm. uh it band syndrome and bursitis is i'm gonna try to dumb it down it's like when so you have these joints it was Mm -hmm. in my hip it was in my right hip uh and so and you have this little um like ball of tissue and it keeps your joints from like grinding together essentially mm-hmm. uh if you're kind of queasy just tune out for a sec <laughs> uh, and basically what happens is uh it starts getting run down and overworked mm-hmm. and it starts to get inflamed and so like uh it, it gets filled with like fluid oh, I, sorry <laughs> yeah and um that is probably Um, that was my first serious injury I ever had Mm -hmm. and I got it my junior year of high school during cross country. I pretty much missed the entire season, Mm -hmm. which honestly, was that really a bad thing? No, I hate cross country. (laughs) Like I am a track girl all the way. You want me to run a 5k? You want me to run a 10k? Oh my gosh, stop talking. (laughs) Like that's so much time. I always like imagine myself like laying down, like, and maybe Mm -hmm. if I called 911, they would come pick me up and and, like drive Mm -hmm. me to the end of the race. But that's just me being dramatic. Mm -hmm. Um, I also have, um a lot of spinal injuries well not Mm. that injury sounds intense um spinal problems. i have a lot of spine issues because uh, again i have a lot of hip issues that's Mm -hmm. really where all is rooted Mm -hmm. Uh, i have um, a a lot of uh, internal rotation which just means uh it it just everything doesn't sit where it needs to my hips uh, get out of place a lot like i'm i basically think a 70 year old woman hips but, in a twenty something year old's body that's that's mm-hmm. what I have, and then my spine also is connected to that. I have two six degree curves in my spine, and so that just like everything is wonky. everything is wonky mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um and and because of those, I've had a lot of minor injuries, so I've never like torn or broke anything um but somehow it it was worse because uh a lot of kids on my team would just Break something and get it fixed, and then be back. and if, And this is a persistent problem. Mm-hmm. I oh, I, and the worst thing for me, especially now, is my, my psoas muscles. It's it's the muscles that run up uh your abdomen. Uh, you got two, mm-hmm. and uh, there's these things called trigger points. This is a long list. Sorry, y'all. I get injured so you're, you're, much. It's kind totally of fun. Keep going into it. And, I'm curious. And um, so trigger points. They actually don't really know the exact science behind it because it's they recently discovered it within uh the past few like decades mm-hmm. or so which doesn't sound like a long time i mean it does sound like a long time but it's not in terms of fitness and, and like understanding it uh and so we have muscle i mean like muscles mm-hmm. okay muscles can only expand and contract so they only go back and forth like yeah like a little accordion okay and once you overwork those muscles um a little nodule like a physical nodule uh starts forming on your muscle um and there's a few theories behind it, but mm-hmm. it's basic. But the blood in your muscle has trouble flowing through that nodule that's built. So it's like it's like a blood clot, but it's obviously not in your blood stream and yeah yeah, yeah. i got anyway, you. anyway again the science behind it is not like go look it up on the internet look up some <laughs> pictures like it'll oh, show geez. you it'll show you some some diagrams i don't want to go too too long on this because i can talk about it all day because mm-hmm. uh, i do have unfortunately a lot of injuries stemming from other injuries uh, but no surgery and no hip injections i was That's close good. but i didn't have to get that so uh, anyway <sighs> just to wrap that part up so to tie that back into your question <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys it's okay <laughs> it's, it's okay. totally fine
0: running through those types of injuries especially like IT band syndrome or it's it's really hard, especially like IT band syndrome never entirely goes away. If you're not Mm -hmm. constantly working that tissue Mm -hmm. and it's hard, it's like tight as rope,
2: but a a guitar string, if you will.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So when you're put in an environment where you feel pressure to push through and you can't, Mm -hmm. oh, it's the worst feeling. The way it makes you feel is so it just makes you feel like a failure. And Defeated, it's, yeah. it's And then you cry at practice, and the uh-huh. coach, coach is telling you not to cry at practice. <laughs> and then you cry at the race. And then you cry even more. <laughs> he told you not to cry at practice. And then you're embarrassed because you cried at practice. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. And then we would mosey on over to the, the, trainer, th- the trainers, and then they're like, what is what it you, now? What is it
1: now? Do you guys – so you say that you feel a lot of pressure from, like, you know, maybe the team, the coach, families, yourselves – you know, how much of that, because a lot of, especially in today's day and age, with everything being online and on some sort of social media platform, did you guys ever feel any pressure from any sort of social media entity to even if you had injuries pushed through, if you didn't do well enough, you know, you have to do better? Yeah, you sure, know? yeah, absolutely. So um,
0: running can be just on so- on a social media platform, it can be a very good thing and a mm-hmm. very bad thing. The scary, what makes social media and fitness so scary in general, is that you don't know who you can trust. Yeah, you don't know how accurate this information that you <coughs> see coming from fitness um, Instagrams or TikToks or wherever you get your bow from. Mm-hmm. It's it's not true. always accurate. Yeah. So when I would, when I would feel like I was lacking in motivation, I would you know, go to my teammates and say, what do you do? What do you do to get motivation to run? And they would say, oh, I would just find so-and-so on TikTok or Instagram. I'm like, really? You don't just like have inspiration just like
2: in your veins? In your <laughs> veins?
0: <laughs> you didn't just pop out the womb with it? You just don't like have it somewhere on
2: you right now? <laughs> yeah. check, your, check your pocket. I think you left it in yeah, there. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and so when I would check these accounts, I would just I wouldn't get that same feeling. Mm-hmm. I would just watch it and then I would feel anxious. I would feel like, oh, they're they're explaining why it is they do what they do, why they're running 10 plus miles every day and why, you know, they d- don't what they do eat and what they don't eat to fuel their bodies. Mm-hmm. But when you overfeed that to somebody, at a y- especially when they're young, mm-hmm. it can it can really like influence running culture in such a negative way now if if you're looking towards like olympic athletes those are olympic athletes they have completely different lifestyles from mm-hmm. you don't copy it do not try and copy that lifestyle <laughs> unless you're also going you're to the olympics you're going yeah. you're going to kill yourself you're going to hurt yourself <laughs> you're die. and just you know i've had a lot of influence personally I've just from like Alison Felix, Sydney McLaughlin, I love them, Mm -hmm. I I look up to them in so many different ways, but they live very different lifestyles. And when I would turn to them for inspiration, I would find it Mm -hmm. there because they would never try to force running culture down your throat like the way that TikTok culture can
1: can do can, oh yeah tiktok culture can be really really bad about yeah, that anything
2: to say madison yeah i think personally for me social media was hard for me to look at mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. and just in general but also in terms of running uh because i was never like as fast as them as good as them as strong as them or i was injured and i couldn't imagine being able to run x many miles mm-hmm. uh on a saturday because my body physically would not let me um And it was never really about not feeling like fit enough or or anything in that in terms of that. It just I never felt good enough. And I was feeling that a lot on my team when I first started running because all these kids on my team, especially uh, the varsity team, had been running since they Mm -hmm. were like in second grade. I feel that in my soul. I ran when I was in high school and
1: I ran. I'm pretty sure and this is not confirmed or anything. I just thought about it recently, like when you mentioned to me last semester. I'm pretty sure I was asthmatic so like I could never breathe I was a yeah. decent runner but I
2: also have asthma so Yeah I, felt I ran that on Sunday. the same
1: team as the best girl in the state she got like some yeah. ran best so like having that standard was pretty crushing at the time and like after exactly, a while yes. I just kind of would tune out and be like you know what I'm just here to mm-hmm. run this isn't my main sport cuz I rode horses in high school too and that was my main thing so I was like you know what I'm just here as like an extra activity to do
2: and yeah. then I stopped
1: taking it seriously, and that's when I really started to enjoy it.
2: Well, the thing is, too, is that, so, for instance, I had the, um, the top boy on, on my team, mm-hmm. uh, and even when he graduated high school, like, my, my coaches idolized him. This was in high school, by the way. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember my coach would always tell his story, and this is kind of where the toxicity of, like, not only in person, but on social media kind of comes in. He said he got pushed into a tree during a cross-country race and broke, like, four ribs or something. Ooh, and he kept Christ. running the entire race. Like, it was at the beginning of the race, and he kept going. And my coach was like, that's what you need to do for your teammates. Because he was there for your teammates. And that's the only, like, really toxic thing I ever heard my coaches say. Because they were, like – decently positive and like made sure that you were mm-hmm. like taking care of yourself and stretching and stuff and like feeding yourself and if they had a concern they would let you know but that was the one thing I was like they're like he got the points for our team he knew he wasn't gonna let our- his teammates down and I'm like and he still beat a kid with four broken ribs That's and crazy. personally for me like again I just started running I had asthma I had never truly really played a sport at that level mm-hmm. I just played peewee like soccer and stuff <laughs> like like I like pee-wee soccer. again I was in book club I I really also running is is not my life. Like yeah. I love running, but running is not my personality. It's it's something it's that I my whole do personality. for fun. Right. And I've met people on teams where that is their life. Sam and I were talking about they, this. It's all
0: they talk about. Ugh. Sometimes
2: you don't know I'm people. Like, Do y'all even go to class? That's <laughs> what I, yes. Especially in college. Especially in college. Athletes here at our school. I I'm friends with so many athletes, mm-hmm. but it is a totally different lifestyle.
1: Yeah. Like I've I've because I came to Piedmont for no athletic reason whatsoever, and there's been multiple times, and I'm not like looking down on anyone for any of us but there's been multiple times i've been talking to people they're like oh what sport do you play and i'm like i actually don't play a sport no, i just so came true. here because i just wanted to come here and they're like oh that's interesting because like 60 percent of the population <laughs> are at athletes. piedmont university are athletes there are so many people and then like people who aren't athletes they call us normies or whatever yeah. they call us that that's what i've heard i mean that's, i don't think in a derogatory <laughs> way yeah it's non-athlete. just kind of like just yeah, not not athletes or i think that's what it's called you know, and it's again not a derogatory thing at all, but I'm just like, yeah, I just I came here because I liked the programs here. It yeah. was close-ish to home. I was planning on riding throughout college, that did not work out. But you know, the a lot of people here who are athletes like everything to them it is and even if they don't want to compete after they graduate it's mm-hmm. still everything to
2: them and having to cope with that is, uh, so running running is one thing you can enter marathons and 5ks and road races in your free time and just do it for fun yeah um and you can still compete at that level but there there are a lot of people like if you play i don't know like soccer mm-hmm. or lacrosse or or something like that like on our campus it's it's probably gonna be a lot harder to find a club team yeah or something along those lines to be able to compete so it does kind of make me sad. Like I remember, um, just like talking to people again. This this is like also happens in track and cross country a lot too. Mm-hmm. Is, is they just make it their whole lives, um, and I'm like, so how's your day? They're like, well, I ran in the morning and then I ran again just now. And I'm like, well, what else did you do? And they're like, well, I guess I ate uh, in between it. <laughs> and I, and I'm like, the well, same Do you even go to class? Like, yeah. How is and it, I mean, how is the, it your whole life? Yeah. And the, on one hand, there's nothing
1: wrong. Like, again, no that. judgment. Because yeah, I love running, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Like. One of my many personality traits is going to the gym. And when oh, yeah. I rode horses, when that was like my main priority, that was literally all that I talked about. So I've been there and I get that. You
2: know, there's nothing wrong with it. But but I have a question for you, Ron. I have an answer for you. Do you think that making a sport, your whole personality, or your fitness, your whole personality, pushes... Especially on social media, mm-hmm. pushes like a toxic narrative on your fitness because you don't have other hobbies and that's yeah. all you're dedicated. Oh, absolutely! Because it, it's
1: it's like it's one of those things where it's like, if you put so much time and so much effort into it, but you're not living up to the standard, this, the, the, golden s- standard. the social standards of what you should be doing, then you're not good enough, and that's just not the case. Right.
0: You are so, good enough. <laughs> a huge part of what made me walk away from running collegiately was that type of environment so i feel like when i was a runner it was there was a time in my life where it was all i talked about Mm -hmm. so just coming from that kind of perspective when you're obsessed about something you're going to talk about it it's going to be on your mind constantly Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) like half stone but when you let it consume you that is when it becomes a problem yeah and that is what I felt like was happening around me was everyone was letting it consume them and their thoughts and mm-hmm. just hanging out was just not. It was it was making me feel like because I wasn't as obsessed, I didn't fit in, and yeah. I it was a crazy feeling to have because I still love those people. I still I still talk to them. Yeah, I, no, they're they're I, I know them. some of the people
1: you're talking about, exactly. and they're they're good people,
0: you know, they're, and they're really cool to talk to. But they don't realize because of that's just how they are it's their it's, culture it's what it's, it's what they're used to and i can i can respect that mm-hmm. culture because like madison yeah, we are the, both we, in it the three
2: of us were all part of it yeah so i think i think when you said fit in that it, that is a very big part of yeah i think i've never felt like i fit into it like i've had little small groups within my teams where i felt like we were whether it be similar paces or or like we just got along and we were friends in school like we would just run together and, and we were like we were just running buddies, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. but like I never felt like I fit in with in high school or honestly in college. I think it was really hard for me to um become friends with a lot of people just because I was like didn't feel like I felt like I could mm-hmm. be friends with people like Sam actually was the first person on on the girls team that came and like talked to me yes, I
0: wanted to be your Aww. friend I know Aww. and it was awesome and, and so then, then you were
2: both graphic design majors for a little
0: yeah, bit. yeah I was the one that told her I was like I am changing to art
1: <laughs> queen <laughs> and then she was like oh my god and then I I'm left. art <laughs> and, then yeah, and, then, <laughs> and then Madison left we're now mass comm majors as we should so give me some words of wisdom <laughs> before we leave before before we leave don't don't let yourself fall fall
0: under the pressure of your peers in an athletic environment Mm -hmm. madison do you have any words of wisdom uh
2: whether you're on a team or off a team uh just know that if you run or if you uh play a sport uh yeah just know that you are still like an athlete like don't not consider yourself an athlete if you're not in air quotes good enough or you are not on a team mm-hmm. uh, or you don't think you're involved enough like don't compare yourself like that like you you're doing great
0: i like that
1: i like, I like that, that a lot too. well thank you guys so much for coming in sam and madison i appreciate it very you're welcome. much <laughs> i have been your host roan edmonds and thank you listeners for tuning into this week's episode of the fit people problems podcast make sure to check out my weekly blog that corresponds with each podcast episode i post it Every Tuesday at 2 on my website, the link to that is in my Instagram. What Gus and I talk about on the podcast, I give my own thoughts and opinions on that blog post, which you can find, again, linked in the Instagram, fitpeopleproblems underscore. So thank you so much for listening. Be sure to tune in next week, Monday at 1. I've been your host, Rowan Edmonds, and this has been the Fit People Problems podcast.